Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whose portrait appears on an American $100 bill? By answering this question, the hero of Danny Boyle's film Slumdog Millionaire crosses the 1 million rupee mark in the Indian version of the TV game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? With his receding hairline, shoulder-length hair, honest eyes and slight smile, Benjamin Franklin's face is famous worldwide. He is the only founding father of the United States to have signed all three of the key documents that established the new nation. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Treaty of Alliance with France, of which he was the main architect. When he arrived in Paris in December 1776 to seek the monarchy's support, his extraordinary reputation preceded him. Franklin's work on electricity had made him famous. At 70 years old, he was a true man of the Enlightenment. He came from a modest background, became wealthy on his own merit. He was a genius inventor and an accomplished diplomat. His face was already well known, and engravings, medals and busts of him were a huge commercial success. Benjamin Franklin was a living legend, and he played a key role in building this legend himself, using his great skill to achieve his goals. You're listening to Echoes of History, Behind the Legends, the podcast that tells you the true stories of some of history's most legendary heroes. As the Assassin's Creed franchise turns 15, travel back through 2,500 years of history to meet the men and women whose destiny led them to greatness, uncover their stories, and bring their legends back to life. Episode 5 Benjamin Franklin Benjamin Franklin was born on the 17th of January 1706 in Boston, Massachusetts to a poor family of Protestant settlers from England. Benjamin, who read the Bible aged just five, was an avid reader. But he had to leave school at 10 to help his family. At 12, to make a living, he became an apprentice to his older brother James, who owned a printing business. In 1721, James Franklin founded the first American daily newspaper, the New England Current. 
in April 1722. A series of articles by one Silence Duguid appeared in the paper and were a huge success. This outspoken old lady tackled controversial subjects, much to the delight of her readers. What they didn't know was that the young Benjamin Franklin was behind the pseudonym. At just 16 years old, he already had the qualities of a great writer. But the relationship between the two brothers quickly deteriorated. Tired of his elder brother's jealousy and physical bullying, Benjamin left Boston and arrived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 6th of October 1723. According to the great man's legend, written by Franklin himself in his autobiography, this date for him was a rebirth. Starting from this moment, this young man of 17, all alone and without a penny to his name, made his own success. By 1750, Benjamin Franklin had come a long way. He was an accomplished businessman, editor and printer who'd been publishing the influential newspaper the Pennsylvania Gazette, one of the most widely read daily newspapers in the colonies since 1729. In 1733, he also began publishing the popular Poor Richard's Almanac. This publication was a big hit in the American colonies. The yearly almanac offered a mixture of weather forecasts, advice of all kinds, puzzles, and Franklin's trademark bon mots. It made its publisher rich, selling more than 10,000 copies a year. At the same time, Benjamin Franklin established himself as a committed citizen who was particularly active in his community. In 1727, he formed the Junto, a philanthropic association of businessmen in Philadelphia. Together they created one of the first public libraries in America in 1731 and the University of Pennsylvania in 1749. At this time, Franklin began to devote himself fully to his true passion, science. He was fascinated by electricity. In 1751, he sent a letter to the Royal Society, the prestigious Learned Society in London, that made him famous throughout Europe. It contained a hypothesis that lightning was electrical and described an experiment to prove it. In June 1752, the scientist carried out his famous experiment. He constructed a kite to fly in a stormy sky, attaching a wire to the top of it and tethering it to the ground with a wet string of hemp. To the string, he attached a key insulated with silk thread, which he held in his hand. When lightning struck the kite, sparks flew from the key. Based on this observation, Franklin invented the lightning rod, which quickly became widespread. The following year, the Royal Society awarded him the Copley Medal, their most prestigious prize. After 1757, Franklin regularly spent time in England. He had been elected to the Pennsylvania Assembly in 1751 and was chosen to represent its interests in London. This meant Franklin was in Europe when the 1765 Stamp Act crisis broke out. Adopted by the British Parliament, the Act required American colonists to pay a stamp tax 
for a whole series of legal documents, newspapers and adverts. It was incredibly unpopular, as a lot of taxes are, and led to violent protests. Rioters hanged and burned effigies of tax collectors. It's not a bad idea. Parliament backed down and the Stamp Act was repealed the following month. But the rift between the government in London and the colonies was established. This situation worried Franklin, who was still a loyalist at this stage. He couldn't envisage the colony's existence outside of the British Empire. His position gradually changed over the following years. In 1773, Alarming letters from the British governor of the colony of Massachusetts were published in a Boston newspaper. Benjamin Franklin was behind this move. Having become deputy postmaster general for the colonies of British North America in 1758, he intercepted the compromising letters and revealed to the public the government's repressive plans to limit the colonists' freedoms. This revelation was the spark that lit the fire of revolution. And this, along with other unpopular measures, led to the Boston Tea Party. On the 16th of December, 1773, the Sons of Liberty, insurgent colonists, threw 342 chests of tea from England into the city's harbor, a crime I still regard as one of the worst in history. In the aftermath, Franklin was summoned before the Privy Council of the King of England. For an hour, he was publicly humiliated. He was treated as a thief for having taken the letters and was held responsible for the events in Boston. In March 1775, he left England for good. When he arrived in Philadelphia, the American Revolution had begun and fighting raged. He was chosen to represent Pennsylvania at the Continental Congress, the joint governing body for the 13 revolutionary colonies. On the 21st of June, 1776, Franklin received a letter from Thomas Jefferson, his Virginian counterpart in Congress. It contained a draft of the Declaration of Independence. Benjamin Franklin made a few minor stylistic changes before returning it to its sender. After a few modifications, this text, written by Jefferson, was adopted by all delegates on the 4th of July, 1776, creating the United States of America. A few months later, Benjamin Franklin went to Paris. His mission was to obtain financial and military support from the Kingdom of France. Negotiations were difficult, as they so often are with the French. The monarchy was in serious financial crisis and wary of their British enemy. Franklin's reputation was a considerable advantage. He knew how to use his image, presenting himself at court with his legendary simplicity, with no wig or powdered face, wearing his dark frock coat and shoes with no buckles. This is the characteristic outfit in which he's portrayed in the video game Assassin's Creed Rogue. Set in December 1776, the hero, Shay Patrick Cormac, must infiltrate the court of Louis XVI 
to complete the final mission of the game. Franklin, who has access to the Chateau de Versailles, helps him get in. Although Franklin was a sensational success with the Parisian elite, he still needed an American military victory. Without it, the French wouldn't join the war. On the 4th of December, 1777, he finally received the long-awaited news. A few months earlier, the Americans had forced the British troops to surrender at Saratoga. On the 6th of February, 1778, the Treaty of Alliance with France was signed. The French then fought alongside the Americans in their War of Independence. Thanks to his support, General Washington's army won a decisive victory in Yorktown on the 19th October, 1781. Franklin did not return to the United States straight away. He remained in Europe for a while to negotiate peace with the British. On the 3rd of September, 1783, the Treaty of Paris was signed. Benjamin Franklin returned to Philadelphia a hero on the 14th September, 1785. Despite his advanced age, he was 70 at this point, and his fragile health, he was chosen to represent Pennsylvania at the Philadelphia Convention, which was responsible for drawing up the Constitution of the United States. After lengthy discussions, this historic text was finally adopted on the 17th September, 1787. Benjamin Franklin fell ill and died a few years later, on the 17th of April, 1790. Despite requesting a modest ceremony, 20,000 people attended his funeral in Philadelphia. One year later, the great man's posthumous autobiography was published. Through this book, which was an immediate hit, Franklin presented an image of himself as a self-made man. The myth is misleading, of course. Personal achievement played a key role in his life, but it doesn't explain everything. The young Franklin owed his apprenticeship to his brother, and his editorial achievements were principally inspired by previous successes. The Pennsylvania Gazette, for example, largely mimicked The Spectator, a British paper that Franklin admired. And later, within the Junto, the Philadelphia Philanthropic Club, the entrepreneur benefited from a network of wealthy partners to achieve his ambitious plans. Even in the scientific field, Benjamin Franklin's contribution should be reassessed. The myth of a genius inventor, celebrated on both sides of the Atlantic, minimized the crucial contribution of other scientists. John Freak in Britain and Johann Heinrich Winkler in Germany put forward the hypothesis that lightning is electrical before him. The same is true for the experiment carried out by the Frenchman Thomas-François Dalibar on the 10th of May 1752. Dalibar was the first person to demonstrate the existence of an electrical charge in clouds several weeks before the legendary kite experiment. And legendary is the word because Franklin's experiment should be taken with a pinch of salt. Some historians question the version taught to all American schoolchildren, which dates the event June 1752. The Pennsylvania Gazette, the newspaper Franklin himself published, 
did not describe the event until later in its edition on the 19th of October 1752. Yet the paper reported on Dalibar's experiment on the 27th of August 1752. So the timeline is certainly curious. It is well established that Benjamin Franklin contributed significantly to creating his own legend. A remarkable scientist, talented writer, media mogul, skilled diplomat and more. There are grey areas behind the reassuring gaze and modest smile of this major figure. But at a time when founding stories are being called into question, Benjamin Franklin's statue isn't at risk of being toppled because his impressive trajectory, political accomplishments and scientific discoveries are evidence of the determination and intelligence of a man who continually questioned his prejudices. The ultimate proof of this clear-sightedness is that in the last years of his life, Franklin dedicated himself to a cause that was largely neglected during the revolution, the abolition of slavery. Although the Declaration of Independence recognized equality between all men, black slaves were excluded. At one time, Franklin himself had six slaves, and the newspapers that made his fortune contained classified ads for slaves for sale. For a long time, the great scholar shared white people's racist ideas about black people. A visit to a school for black children in Philadelphia in 1763 opened his eyes to slavery. He then qualified it as an atrocious debasement of human nature. In 1790, as president of the Pennsylvania Abolition Society, Franklin put his weight behind a petition to the federal government to ban slavery. It was not successful. The United States didn't abolish slavery until 1865. Now, although Franklin didn't win this battle during his lifetime, here again, he can claim to have been a pioneer. Thanks for listening to Echoes of History, Behind the Legends, a Ubisoft podcast produced by Paradiso Media. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.